Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Get the PHT with me Sammy, me Hannah and me Tom. This week we're going to be looking at going with the flow and uh, kind of how things can change whilst you're doing a PhD and when you start doing a PhD and we're going to give some examples of how things have changed within our own research projects as well as our own lives outside of the research house because we do do things outside the research house. So how's your week been guys? Really good yeah my week has been good I had a four team supervisory meeting so spent preparing for that and that went really well so that's great. Uh I also had a spa day on Monday, so... <laughs> nice relaxing day, bit of yeah. well-being. So I can't really moan about this week. That's yeah. the first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Episode eight, and I finally said a positive comment about my week. Maybe it was off the back of the positivity. Oh. Episode last week. <laughs> You're welcome. Very nice. Oh, Tom, how's your week been? Um, a lot of reading. Just a lot of reading. Constantly reading books, articles, just everything. It's a lot to take in. On anything in particular, or...? I'm reading Scam Airways at the moment. It's a book my supervisor gave me, and I love it. What What does Scam Airways uh, talk about? It's about this researcher just use this sort of ethnography sort of approach into looking at ticket touting in football, and it's just it's so good to see like it could go into pretty much anything. Mm. It's really opened my eyes, you know. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds like it's uh, it's been quite productive, quite informative on what you're doing. Uh, I've had a pretty productive week myself actually especially uh slightly linked to hannah off the back of the positivity episode last week i've um found myself having quite a lot of motivation linked to uh especially doing about nearly four thousand words now of my methods chapter so maybe positive chat actually does work then it's it actually worked we've all had good weeks I think so. a little bit i'm a bit of a um What's the word? Not optimist. No, uh, the opposite of an optimist. Pessimist. Pessimist, thank should, you. Should let her get there herself. <laughs> it's been interesting to see what word would have come out. I don't think we've got enough time. No, we don't, to be fair. <laughs> so, yeah, I've had a good week. I haven't been up to too much apart from just typing away and doing bits and bobs, but it's been good. Nice to see us all having a good week for once. It's strange. Yeah. Something will happen next week, I'm sure. There'll be something to suddenly put a spanner in the works. Or Hannah will have something to moan about. I hope it's not with me. <laughs> oh, thanks, yeah. <laughs> what if you guys take off the team? <laughs> well, I'm I'm bringing in Friday treat tomorrow. Maybe it'll be linked to Very Friday excited. treat. Maybe maybe everyone will hate that. Maybe you'll give us food poisoning. Or be interesting <laughs> to give. As long <laughs> as I don't somehow put raw chicken in something that's got chocolate with it, I think I'll be all right. Okay. I don't think I can really. Yeah. Should I be fine. I, I have faith in you. Thank you. I have faith in myself. She shook her head then. I laughed. Which is the same no. kind of thing of <laughs> suggesting that you don't actually have faith in me. But we'll see. Nick, Nick's caramel stack last week. Let's set the not, bar very let's high. Let's not talk about that too much because that might pop up later in the episode. Okay, so here's the jingle. It's a PhD. So going with the flow. Uh, particularly uh, in relation to our our research projects and our lives alongside our PhD studies. Mm -hmm. I think this came about because, Sammy, you've had a lot of changes in your project and we've kind of got talking about how PhDs flow and change and then also we had a bit of a life chat of how also with starting a PhD our lives have kind of changed a bit Yeah, and how we've adapted to that 
yeah. consciously and unconsciously. So. Yeah, I was talking to Tom, especially, I think it was initially, saying to him, oh, didn't, it's kind of only just hit me that my topic has actually changed twice since I've been on the PhD, like completely changed. How can it just hit you like later on? That's <laughs> the bit that got me. No, it, it hasn't hit me, but I think it's just hit me like how big a thing that was and how now that it's changed to something that makes sense to me, it's just given mm -hmm. me like a new almost purpose and motivation. I think I'm quite like that though. You're quite aware of like changes and stuff. You'll kind of document things. I don't know whether that comes about with like your reflective log and that kind of stuff, but I'm more like that that I wouldn't realise I'd kind of changed until I'd be like, Oh, hang on a minute. I have actually realised that I've changed topic. It's not like I've just gone yeah. Oh whoa, suddenly I'm doing something different. It's just I didn't realise the I suppose the implications of that change until Okay. Thanks. I suddenly found of... myself doing quite a lot of work and being like, Oh, okay. I actually know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it kind of happens in such small steps. Did you, I don't know in your case. Normally change no, kind of happens in baby kind of steps that lead you towards mm. a new kind it of... It was kind of baby steps yeah. of not really going anywhere. And then mm. I had a meeting with my supervisor and they just said, okay, let's scrap that. Okay. So it's positive and then, change. Yeah, yeah. And then within the, that meeting, we just completely like planned out a whole new research project, pretty much sample oh, wow. research methods, everything research questions aims like the whole thing so that that'll probably change again but at least the basis is there so yeah so i'm sure that things will change again but i think it was just realizing that that change had such an impact i mean it sounds stupid now looking back at it of course it's gonna have an impact it's my whole research topic but like i said it was just one of those things where i kind of just came out the meeting and was like oh, okay i'm doing something different now and then after about a month or so since then, I suddenly find myself, like I said, cracking on with the methods chapter, moving on from the literature. And that was somewhere that I was stuck for about two months over Christmas. So, so it must have kind of been blocking blocking you the Yeah, previous. it must have been, yeah. It must have been because I just found myself, I'd done the, my first draft of the literature review and was thinking, well, where do I go from here? And I think that's the whole point is that my initial research topic, I didn't really have the the next steps planned out i didn't have the research questions planned out the methods like i didn't have little bits like that sample and who my sample would be mm. whereas now i have that kind of mapped out so it's given me a a new purpose within my phd that's good. good that's exciting so like when were the changes were they like after your lit review or before you started technically they were after my lit review but it wasn't necessarily off the back of the literature if that makes sense because it's still quite closely linked so basically i was going to be doing uh skill digital competence skills of student teachers and the skills that they need to be able to teach digital competence to their students and be digital digitally competent within like their job and their requirements and that's now changed to the professional development needs of teachers within digital competence so what do they need what support training skills opportunities things like that what government support policies Mm -hmm. I, it ties in quite well with the new curriculum coming in in Wales, obviously. Was it always based on expressive arts teachers? No. That's a new bit as well. Yeah, that's the new focus that it's almost been given, that it's now expressive arts teachers, so music, drama and art. And I suppose the extra little bit of focus as well is... So one of the key changes was with my sample and potential participants within the initial research project. They were going to be student teachers, which they're quite hard to kind of get a hold of and especially to find time for them to have time to participate in my study 
So my supervisor said, we're going to change that to teachers, mainly just because it would be easier to access, slightly easier to get them into the into the research. So that was probably one of the key changes. But none of the changes actually came off the back of the literature. A lot of the literature has stayed the same. Yeah, that's important then, isn't it? Because I've seen a lot of stuff like online or stuff when looking at doing a PhD, saying, oh, things have changed. And they just People went to complete like meltdown and panic. Like everything they've done so far is just completely useless. Yeah, it, it, it could have gone one of two ways, I suppose. It could have been positive change like it has, or it could have been a change and suddenly the 7,000 words of literature review that I've done are useless. But luckily, it's still quite similar. So like, I've got a lot, li lot of literature on digital competence and defining it. That's still relevant. I've got a lot of uh, literature on professional development. So obviously, that's really that's if, if anything, that's become more important now. So yeah, it's been a really positive change. But... I agree, yeah, it could have gone the other mm -hmm. way. Especially if you would have had to like learn something new or research new topics and it would have been yeah. getting your head around that and all of that. So, yeah, yeah, worked out well. So I suppose in terms of research topics and kind of the focus of my PhD, I know that, Hannah, yours is quite is still quite open in terms of what you might focus mm -hmm. on. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the go with the flow meets that kind of saying meets my whole <laughs> situation right now which was quite hard to get my head around at the beginning because I'm one of them people that likes to kind of plan ahead and yeah. I was thinking about how is this going to link into this and this into this and I couldn't quite make the connections but the more meetings I've had and the more I understand kind of the um not direction of my research but the nature of my research yeah. it makes more sense to me now that I've just got to kind of accept that at the moment it's not things aren't connecting but we will get to it and that's kind of the whole point of it um so yeah mine is very go with the flow-esque <laughs> how have you been finding that have you been finding it quite difficult to i know you said it was quite difficult to get your head around yeah initially it was really hard to kind of not plan and not think of what I'm going to be writing and re when we went to our induction we had to kind of start thinking of research questions and aims and all of this kind it's of stuff. It's quite full on wasn't it? Mm. And we, well when I went that was my first week <laughs> in my PhD and I was like hang on a minute I have no idea so that was especially really kind of problematic because then it got me in the mindset of hang on I need research questions hang on I need need aims and clear objectives which we kind of don't have until I've done my lit review completely not necessarily written it but done all the research behind it we won't actually know the direction of my project because it's going to be informed by the like by the literature yeah so yeah mine is very go with the flow and I'm not that much of a go with the flowy person in terms of work in life maybe a bit more but in terms <laughs> of work not at all so yeah, I, I suppose that's almost an uh, I, I don't know what the system is with PhDs uh, across universities or across different countries but obviously with ours we have the research degree proposal don't we mm -hmm. and i suppose that's kind of the milestone where from there you're supposed to know what you're doing because you have the research questions the aims the objectives and i mean i think it can still kind of change from yeah, there, but yeah. that is the point where you it should could change but that's where you almost that's the first point or one of the first points where you'll fully formulate a whole research project mm -hmm. from start to finish yeah. which could change it along the way depending but i suppose it kind of differs with the funding aspect of things because yeah, with yeah. our bid essentially our project had to be written up in kind of the style almost of a um proposal yeah like i thought my bid actually was like a project proposal but finding out that we need to write our own project proposals within like 
our first year of studying. I can't believe it. You have like a full year of doing work and then write the proposal. Mm. Like that threw me. Yeah, and yours I think will be pretty similar to the actual bid. Your proposal and the bid will be pretty. It'll be similar. Yeah, it's just a couple of little changes since mm-hmm. we've gone through like literature and things that just won't be needed anymore. Yeah. Like originally it included behavioural, emotional and social difficulties in like as part of the title even. But I don't even know if the students I'm working with know that they categorise that or even if they are at the moment. Well, it's quite a broad thing. So like that I've said I want to take out of the title because I don't want to trigger something if they're reading like an information sheet or consent form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good, yeah. Even like little stuff. Yours is kind of different in the way that me and Sammy have said how our projects are like themselves change quite a bit and you're quite lucky with your topics staying the same and you've already started your data collection but would you say you kind of have to be more go with the flow with your research method like ethnography is something you can't kind of dictate what's happening you have to kind of go with the flow of what the students are doing and what's happening. Yeah in a sense because like I knew that even when I started the project, I'd have to change it at some point so that I spent less time in the centre and more time at the university. So even though I knew the change, I had to try and figure out how to go about like making the um, centre know that this change was coming up, why it was coming up. It was like justifying the change instead of just going with it sort of thing. So, yeah, I knew I had to reduce my time, but I didn't know how, how I'd tell the manager and how they'd react. Because obviously that that then affects how the change will happen. Mm-hmm. So I went in and I said, I think I'm going to have to change to sort of like three days a week or something. But instead they suggested going in for five mornings a week. So now I completely changed how I'm going to be working like in the university. Mm-hmm. And I'll go centre in the morning and university in the afternoon. Which yeah. I never thought of before they suggested it, but mm-hmm. I mean it does work. That's another element of going with the flow of our projects is that we have a company partner that we kind of have to flow with what they're doing and what they want from us in a way. Not obviously, they don't dictate what we're doing in terms of research, but we have to kind of go with the flow of the practices they're using. Does that kind of make sense? So Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, in my, I don't want to be affecting the centre. So I have to go with the flow to see how, like the natural day-to-day sort of goes mm-hmm. i can't be the one making changes so i do have to literally go with the flow yeah. i'm sure it's the same for you as um, well. yeah with mine in terms of like the strategies that i'm looking at they're not necessarily using all of them so i've kind of just got to go with the flow of what they're using and when they're using it because it's not necessarily like a consistency of exactly the same strategies every day every week so i have to kind of go with the flow of what i'll be able to go in and observe so yeah there's lots it's quite interesting actually when you think of when you think of it, like before I didn't really think there was much going with the flow because PhD is kind of so structured and research is quite structured. Yeah, of course. But yeah. As, we've yeah, as we've kind of talked about it more and more, mm. there's lots of different variations of how... Well, it's like with Tom saying, obviously with his mornings in placement, afternoons in, in university, I was going to kind of ask whether you know where that's going to go in the future because I assume later on in the project you'll have to spend less time there again. Yeah, I think so. I think once I get data from like interviews and things, I'm always going to have to spend a load of time transcribing. Yeah. Because there's going to be upwards of, well, over 10 participants and transcribing them interviews to then sort of construct focus groups and then trans- transcribing those focus groups. I w- won't be able to do that by going to the centre every morning and yeah. university every afternoon. There'll just be no time for other things. Mm-hmm. So I have yeah. to go back in and justify that time will go down again. Maybe it'll go back up in the future. But yeah. Yeah. 
so it's I know the changes. It's just trying to ha- describe them and yeah. say and how then, it's going to work. Yeah, and then figuring them out obviously when they come up, I suppose, because that's not yeah. something that you'll know necessarily until the time comes. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I mean, even with the certain number of hours we get, like it could be dependent on that. If I still yeah. need more hours in the future, I might have to increase time, even if it's at a difficult time to sort of transcribing for example yeah well i was gonna say like what would happen necessarily i know these are all hypothetical questions they might be difficult to answer but say when you get to your data analysis stage technically you don't need to be at the center really because you've got your data one thing at the moment is data analysis because it's going to be sort of school study isn't it yeah data analysis could be during the summer yeah so i'd have all our time without needing to go to the center yeah um, I don't want to be taking all my time off in the summer. Like I know it has to be spread out, so I could just be looking at data through all of that. Yeah. You now conferences and things come up, so that'd be useful time as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Good yeah. idea. It's going to be different possibilities. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that can potentially change throughout any moment, I suppose, if we're going to get deep in life as well as in a PhD, is obviously trying to balance priorities and allowing yourself to have enough time to focus on your research but also give enough attention to other elements of your life mm-hmm. and other elements of also being in the workplace. So, for example, me and Hannah have received the exciting news that we're going to be doing some seminar teaching in the next... For the rest of the term. So that's obviously something that now... Mm-hmm. Well, that's two hours a week weeks. and obviously a little bit of planning and mm-hmm. prep and so on. So that's going to take up a little bit of our time. So that's going to have to be accounted for. Yeah. Obviously, we also do invigilation. I do video editing. It's how every week I say I do bits and Um, bobs because I try and do little bits and here and there and try and make sure that I'm keeping a good balance and flow. What do you do in your spare time? What do I do in my spare time? How do you balance? What spare time? (laughs) Spare time. True. Uh, Don't ask me that question, actually, so I don't know. I suppose it links into almost well-being the fact that i've said it before the fact that i don't really do much work over the weekend Mm -hmm. i just watch football or go into town just do something just to completely unwind and take my mind off everything envious of your ability to do that i mean it's It's not necessarily that i just switch off from it Mm -hmm. i'll still be thinking about it every now and then but it's just i suppose it's almost being able to just say well no i'm not going to do anything for today and that's that's okay Mm -hmm. because it's not it might have an impact, but it shouldn't have an impact if I don't do anything for one day. Like, I, mean, I can't like think, think like so. that. I, f- I feel like I need to be doing stuff every day now. I feel like I'm at that stage where even if I'm just sitting at home or something, I'm thinking about it. If I have an idea, I'll immediately go to my phone and start writing it down in my notes or something like that. Yeah, I'll do bits like that as well. Yeah. And then if I think, oh, actually, that's a good idea. Let's have a little look. I'll start looking on my laptop, start writing a little bit, start getting ideas. Like, it's just... It's a constant sort of evaluation sort of thing of where I am and what I'm doing. I wouldn't say I do as much as that. I definitely, my mind is still switched on to my PhD a lot of the time. And I'll think of certain things, maybe make a note of it on my phone like you, but I wouldn't jump straight into, oh, okay, let's have a little look and oh, let's write something. I just wouldn't, I would hold off on that and leave it for when I come in the next time I'm in the office. See, I try to, I just get excited at ideas yeah I no many, I, so I've had, I I've had one, that a couple of times so far where I've had a, a, an idea and I'm suddenly oh I want to jump straight into it and I think that's why off the back of our our positive episode last week over the weekend I was thinking about it and thinking well 
yes, I've hit a wall. How can I be more positive? But then I held back on that. And then in, on Monday when I came in, and obviously throughout this week, I've written quite a lot, done quite a lot, and just jumped into it. But I just try and give myself those couple of days because otherwise I would, I would, I'd, I'd burn out, I think. I need to give myself the weekend to... It's like what you were saying earlier, isn't it, about how um, like procrastination is affected by like change and that sort of thing. So like change normally follows on from like heavy periods of procrastination. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. You you kind of get to a point where you think, well, I need to do something about this. Because I found myself uh, so many times in the research office coming in, sitting there after doing admin and emails and bits and bobs, kind of thinking, what am I actually doing today? <laughs> Whereas this week has been, oh, okay, I'm going to do methodology. I'm going to do methods. I'm going to do ethics. Like I have quite a clear plan of what I'm going to do each time I come in, which is good. I, f- I feel motivated. Except I've been highly motivated, to be fair. <laughs> Okay, so we've been saying throughout this whole episode, go with the flow, but kind of what does that actually mean? It probably kind of has a different meaning between people. So I did a bit of a standard, really advanced Google search to find this out. PhD <laughs> skills showing by it. Yeah, my PhD research skills off what's the chart. What's the website? So we've ended up on Psychology Today. Check <laughs> out. And they've kind of done a little bit of an article on well what does it actually mean like where did this saying kind of come from yeah so apparently it dates actually all the way back to the roman times um a roman emperor was apparently very big on encouraging people not to waste their energy and not waste time fighting against society so to actually just accept things for how they are and move on with them Mm. so it's saying that the saying has morphed over time meaning that one person should adopt a relaxed attitude and let life carry you along so instead of fighting against things and wishing things were different in your life yeah i mean that sort of goes with what we're doing now like there's times where in the research house i've been sat there thinking okay i could go home now but Instead, I've been staying for an extra couple of hours thinking, okay, actually, I need to. It's a part of PhD life. Mm-hmm. Like, you just need to be constantly working, constantly thinking, and just doing as much as you possibly can. So, if I was just, if I didn't want to go with the flow, I would have just gone home and come back to the work the next day. Yeah. But if I feel like I hit something, then I need to sort of stay and go with that. Yeah, yeah. And then something I've done before. On the other hand of that, sometimes if you're just not in the workflow, you've just got to kind of accept that it's not working i feel like that's kind of more yeah. what i'd do i wouldn't push myself to carry on if i was like nah. no i agree you don't want to like miss any sort of information that might have been useful otherwise mm-hmm. like if you're really not in the mood and yeah. you read an article it'll start skimming a lot quicker than just reading mm-hmm. i think it's just finding a good balance like kind of what you say hannah if you're not in the the workflow or not quite getting on with things that day i might go home at like two three o'clock whereas mm-hmm. if i really hit on something and think oh i'm doing really well with this i might then stay until a little bit later like half four or five or something just to do the extra couple of hours to be able to really crack on with something which i suppose it's just trying to find a balance and being a- open to being able to say yeah okay today i'm going to stay in later and oh okay today i'm going to go home a bit earlier it does have that change to your personal life then doesn't it like you don't know when you go in in the morning if you're going to hit something that day so I've had like plans in the afternoons that I've then gone and cancelled because I really wanted to focus on the work I was doing. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's something where you can be very open to it and kind of fit things in around it because a PhD is a lot of work, but you can still find time around things. It's, it's, it, uh, like you say, at home you could be thinking of something, but it's no more than a nine-to-five if you let it. Yeah. If you try and make it just a nine-to-five. 
So there's time to do things, but it could be one day's nine to seven and then another's nine to two. And it's trying to fit things in around that, which can be quite difficult. I suppose the key thing to take away from this is that it's quite important to be able to accept change whilst doing a PhD. And change is good sometimes. So that's, <laughs> that was a change is good sometimes. Well, I was thinking what you said at the beginning about your research project, the change has been good, but that's not but always the The case. thing is, the change might have been bad initially in terms of I may have had more work to do off the back of it, but the long-term benefits would have been there. It wouldn't have been... It wouldn't have been short-term bad, long-term bad. It would have been short-term a lot of work, long-term I'll see the benefits mm. of that. So it wouldn't have, it would have worked out either way, and I think that's the approach I try to take is I may be struggling one day, but it doesn't mean that the next day will, is a new day and will be revolutionary and may really contribute towards my research. Okay, so I've got a kind of interesting idea that might link into mm. um, what we've kind of been talking about. I haven't heard of this before. Have to bear with me because I don't know how good my explanation of it is going to be. It's Thursday afternoon, you know, a bit tired. Take three as well. Shh, <laughs> <laughs> as a secret. <laughs> um, but basically, I was listening to a TED talk, which was based on the idea that doing multiple things at once is actually beneficial for us. So we kind of have this idea as humans that focusing on one thing at one time is the best way to do things. But they were challenging that idea. They did cite lots of different. Um, real like big theorists like Charles Darwin who was working on the theory of evolution at the same time as maybe like earthworms like and that's apparently like something really groundbreaking there um I think I'm looking at Sammy now because checking this is okay but if I find the uh, actual podcast we can put it on Twitter rather than me actually butchering this explanation if anyone wants to really listen to it but just taking kind of the key ideas from it that bouncing between things may be more beneficial so in terms of phd talk that could be like writing like you've kind of bounced between writing a bit of lit review and then writing a bit of methods yeah and even though lots of people would be like oh no just get one done it's argued that that's actually more beneficial because one idea in one area might be beneficial in the other and i feel like that links into the whole go with the flow kind of see where things take you, follow ideas, fall down the rabbit holes. We're kind of encouraged not to go off on a tangent, but like you don't know what you're going to find down that tangent. Yeah, Um, yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's kind of the downside with our project. No offence to anyone, thank you for the funding of our project. (laughs) (laughs) But with it being three years is that we have to do everything quite quick and it is that you don't really have time to focus on other things and balance. And, and flick back and forth between research areas i mean you do slightly but not to the variation which this kind of study was saying that people had done to get like really groundbreaking things like this comes into like what you guys do now like you've been given this opportunity to start like seminars and things mm-hmm. yeah and like that's amazing like fair play to you both i just don't think i could work like that like hearing other people's stories and even research house saying how they're envious of how like we currently have our research projects like I think taking that teaching alongside the PhD is just going to be like a burnout sort of thing for me. Like I, just, I think it's something I'm scared of. I think it's quite dependent on the individual because yeah. if you look at Julian, he probably won't mind me mentioning his name, but he's been kind of doing lots and lots of teaching hours alongside his PhD. But because he's doing it part time, it's just taking a bit longer. So I think he would have developed so much knowledge in that time of education, the theories that 
by the time he actually finishes his PhD, it will be so much better and have so many different and quality ideas in comparison to if he was made to do it in three years. Like, I'm not saying that you wouldn't come out with a good piece of research in three years because you definitely will. Like, no, I, I can definitely see the benefit <laughs> from like people like Julian, yeah. Like, they're showing mm-hmm. it. It's just whether, yeah, it comes down to personal, like you said. Yeah, I think it links back personal. into what you said about the TED Talk and how one thing can spark something else in the other. Mm-hmm. Like, I could, we could be doing a seminar and something in that for whatever reason could suddenly click with something that we're doing in our research and then suddenly we'll go off on a on a like we could leave that seminar go to the research house go home whatever and like you said earlier tom go on your phone make notes start reading it start writing it and it can really spark something and i think it's it's kind of the you you shouldn't see the seminars and teaching opportunities as just that it can link in with everything because mm-hmm. it's all it's all kind of higher education academia and you can learn learn something. It's quite cringe almost, but you can learn something in any situation, and it could always link back in. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely got benefits. Like I'm not arguing that. No, I'm not saying that you're saying it's a complete waste of time at all. But it's it's also like say on on the individual. I know that I want to go into lecturing, hopefully off the back of my PhD. So taking mm-hmm. teaching teaching opportunities is almost essential. Yeah. I think it is really dependent on the individual. The concept was called something like slow motion multitasking. So again, it links back to that kind of idea of are you that type of personality that can do things quite slow and go for like quite a long time without a gain? Because I'm, I'm kind of in two minds because sometimes I do something for so long and if I don't have any sort of reward or see any sort of gain from it, I'm a bit like, oh, I lose interest and focus. But... Yeah, so I think it kind of depends on if you're able to multitask, A, and B, do things slowly and not have gains very often. Um, But yeah, that's kind of, it's a bit interesting, different. And if anyone does want to listen to the TED Talk, it's called A Powerful Way to Unleash Your Natural Creativity by Tim Harford. He does a much better job (laughs) (laughs) of explaining it than me. In fairness, I hadn't listened to it in a while, so it's just kind of pulling it from my memory. But, yeah, I think the idea definitely links into the going with the flow and well, doing Every time things. you've said maybe, like, going from something to something else, it just makes me think of, say, if I was doing my literature review like I was, got to a first draft, 7,000 words, mm-hmm. and hit a wall. Yeah. I then thought, yeah. okay, I'll move on to methods, because what's the point in sitting there for however long mm-hmm. trying to force more literature definitely. out? when I'm not, it's not going to be as as effective. Mm-hmm. And productive. if you'd have maybe bounced earlier on in your lit review two methods, you might have seen, hang on a minute, I've got a sampling kind of issue, I can need to yeah. change this area. You would have kind of seen, oh, hindsight. Yeah, hindsight. <laughs> Great thing. 2020 visioning. <laughs> but yeah, as well, it's not even, I think the idea was outside of research as well. So even if it's not necessarily something within your PhD, you're bouncing between. It could be a PhD and something you enjoy externally so reading about something or whatever it is you enjoy to do in your personal time they can still be the most unlikely links within it and that's the whole creativity argument of it so yeah i think sometimes people not everyone but people i think sometimes are quite afraid of the phd process just because there's not much of a structure sometimes Mm -hmm. like we spoke about with in the slightly negative episode two weeks ago (laughs) with not having many like immediate deadlines it's quite an end term goal you've got to work Mm -hmm. towards it and it's being able to kind of take that and think, well, it's not a bad thing. It yeah. almost embrace the the almost 
crazy nature, I suppose, yeah. of a PhD, <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't matter if you do something a little bit off topic for a day, or mm -hmm. because that day within your whole research project is quite minute. Mm -hmm. It's kind of when you think about it, the PhD process is sort of this slow burning multitasking. Yeah. If you think about these criticality seminars that we're taking on, it might be something in one of that and really sparks how we do criticality within our research yeah, and course, it's that yeah. kind of link so yeah i definitely think of that idea to be tom's just sitting there idly thinking and yeah when you propose an I idea tom things. really criticizes Cops it and really thinks you can see yeah <laughs> just trying to like do things from other people's perspectives like see now you guys approach like changes and things is a lot different to what i do how mm. do you approach it like like I said earlier, I can see changes from like a long distance away, but it's just how to implement them and how that's going to then affect what goes next. Like to me, it's not the change that's the surprise. It's just how to sort of get that through the door, so to speak. Like for my interviews, um, when my supervisor just mentioned about doing like walking interviews and someone else just mentioned about a project that interviewed people doing a game of pool and things like that. Like these would be things which would be really useful to the population I'm working with. Yeah. But being able to sort of implement that and still get quality data through like a voice recorder, it's going to be the big challenge. Yeah. You have to wear like a microphone taped to your chest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I can accept there's a good thing, but it's just the implementation is yeah. the bit that I struggle I with. I think that's probably, I think somewhere almost in the middle of the three of the three of us is probably considered most effective where you're you're open mm -hmm. to change and you don't mind change but you consider the consequences you think it through and it's quite a rigorous process because otherwise if you if you just go with the flow completely you're going to at some point well, you need to remember yeah. that there's a wider structure around what you're doing like a phd you have that end date you you have to do certain chapters and collect the data and analyze it you have to do these things so you can't go off on a tangent too much I mean, even within the field, you got like certain methods and things to follow. Yeah, you can't just go and make up your completely own new method because that's going to be extremely hard to try and defend then in your viber. Yeah, of course. So that's the way I think of it. Procrastination of the week. P procrastination. P procrastination of the week. Number seven. That's going to be our. Don't leave that in. One hundred percent not going to edit it out. So I mean, I won't know, but. <laughs> who uh, who wants to go first for a procrastination of the week? Has anyone got anything they want to start off on? I've dropped again. Mine's rubbish. You've dropped again. Mm -hmm. Well, you can start then. Mm -hmm. Save the be the worst for first. Okay, my procrastination of the week is that I spent a lot of my Friday waiting for Nick to bring back a caramel stack, and Wait, then so spent some time eating it, and some spent some time taking pictures of it for Twitter. Oh, I've just got another one. I've got another one. This has just triggered another one. And what's the other one? Twitter. One answer only. Twitter. Okay, you can pick one. No, what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you? What do you mean by Twitter? Is that professional Twitter? Yes, professional Twitter. So someone tweeted me something. Um, oh, I am. Okay. This is a bit of imposter syndrome because I'm so scared. I know I follow and people follow me you on Twitter. You thought they were like that, challenging uh, you. Well, no, they weren't even challenging. They were just they were so asking. Nice they were yeah. just asking a question. But I kind of went off on one with like, "Hang on, I know how many like not how many, but I know people that see this are like dyslexia experts. So I've got to be really careful with how I word everything yeah. and what I say. Not not to cause an argument and not for someone to challenge me back because that's the danger with Twitter. People love a good debate, and 
That's I'd, healthy. What's though. wrong with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You said something that was wrong and somebody corrected you. What's the problem? That's good. Yeah, but I didn't want a debate. So what did so you do instead? I ended up spending probably like an hour replying to one tweet because okay, I wanted fair. to get it perfect and it was like three paragraphs long. Yeah, it was a full on essay. I started tweeting it and I put like one out of two and then it turned into one out of three so I had to go back and delete the one out of one. Yeah. I witnessed one disappear. <laughs> I saw I saw one come up as I refreshed my feed and then it I was went actually and then I saw and then I saw one out two three out of three and mm-hmm. I thought wait the previous one was one out of two mm-hmm. and then I saw that your second one had then disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoops. It was it was a kerfuffle. It was actually yeah, it was linked to the get the PhD Twitter. And thank you for the person engaged. I absolutely love that someone engaged with the episode yeah, was, and asked yeah, the question. Good. I love that. Just my hypochondriac brain was like, Oh my god, is is someone gonna debate with me? I don't want any debate with you. So yeah, that was my procrastination. Is I think that so needs to be time. a procrastination because mm-hmm. that's Friday, much better. Friday treat. Yeah, we've had, I was we've had debates around Friday treat and <laughs> whether that's not scraping the whether barrel, anyone can as soon as I mentioned Twitter, I was like Twitter because Friday treat. We all had Friday treat, and we all got nicked for n- nicked. Knocked, <laughs> knocked for six by no, by the caramel stack. Okay. I did nothing after eating that because it was just I needed a nap. It was so good. I, um, I get sugar rush after. I love <laughs> it. Read a whole book. Yeah. Just to add Fly something, through. I gave you two options there, so that's like A and B. But you never have just A and B. So I've also got a C. So you can have option A, Kay. option B, and option C. It Kay. involves you or girlfriend Tom. Um, so I had a message off Tom's girlfriend Pepsi. like do you like dogs I was like oh, yes right. please so she brought her dog to the office for me to oh play God. with for do a little bit do you like bit. dogs yes please <laughs> no. <laughs> no she's just like am I right in you thinking you like dogs I was like yeah please bring her around um, so I spent probably about half an hour yesterday faffing with the dog so there we go I've got three that you're going to have to tell her to bring a dog in again because I wasn't there sounds like a disqualification to me I she like can't bring dogs. three well, they all, I didn't have any really to well, only with, one. they we, all fell off each other. We get to decide which one is worthy, and I think it's the probably one? the, the which one, what, the, the Friday the treat. The really bad ones we get points. <laughs> is that your final answer? No, no, I would say I would say the Twitter and taking an hour to reply to a tweet. I think okay. that's fair. We'll go with B. I think that's fair. Cause, Locked in, answer cause, B. Because <laughs> the, the problem is, the problem is with, with all of, with the, fir- with the first one, you can kind of take it away from it and... The fact that we all ate it didn't do much work after. Mm-hmm. The second one, technically, that's still productive because it's it's like linked to dysle- dyslexia. It's helping you consolidate your learning, put it into words. The third yeah. one, well-being, taking a break from work. Dogs Thanks, are great. Sammy, you've literally just justified everything for me. I feel so much. No, better. so I'm justifying why the first one is actually the best because it's no. the most <laughs> off-topic. No. All right, we'll take the second no. one. So Hannah's uh, procrastination of the week is. Twitter. Being a hypochondriac and taking too long to reply to a simple tweet question. Okay. Tom, what is your procrastination? I can't go over that. Hypochondriac is thinking you have everything wrong with you, like diseases and stuff. Yeah. Can it not? <laughs> I didn't want to correct you and be oh, wrong. Why would you not correct? Does it not translate to kind of you can be a hypochondriac in life? Maybe. You might be able to spin that somehow. I was just of paranoid. Yeah, maybe uh, paranoid. Most, there you okay, go. so what you're going to have to do is I'll say the word paranoid now, Sam, and you can edit it over every time I say hypochondriac. No, hypo- paranoid, paranoid. Hypochondriac is there. Oh, damn. You can add that to your page of words that you've got wrong oh, and said wrong. At the end, when you say bye, just put a little disclaimer. Guys, I want to apologise. I don't know actually know what hypochondriac means. <laughs> I want to apologise that I'm on a PhD and I can't speak properly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, what's your... Mine's not quite as exciting, but I've done it a lot this week. And okay. I was watching, like, TED Talks of 
Ken Robinson. Okay, yeah. So I just become obsessed with his videos and his views on education as a whole. Yeah. So I even started talking to Julian Research House about it, and he was telling me these new videos to go and watch. And it got to a point, it was like 6 o'clock on Wednesday night, I think this was. I could have went home. But instead, I watched another 50-odd minute long video, sat in my little office chair, just because I couldn't get enough of it. Mm. Like it's, it's not directly relating to my work, but it's stuff that gives so many ideas. And yeah. It's like so like... Back to this idea of other things sparking other ideas. Ooh. I've just debunked your procrastination to not be procrastinating at all, so... Zero points. How is it not procrastinating? Sitting there watching a video because it's related to education. Yeah, it's, it's still it's it's, it's not talks. really procrastination. Ted, Ted well, talks are always useful. In that same argument, yeah. she was on a professional Twitter. I said this. I said that it's still technically. Okay, productive. well, you, I'm not okay, taking it off arguing? you, but I'm just saying it's not worth any points. Really, mine's really good. So like yeah, I don't. I, I don't, didn't uh, need to spend an hour doing it. You need to spend 50 minutes listening to it because it's a 50 minute I episode. Didn't know, I, I could have about this for my PhD. Yeah, but it might have sparked it. an idea. It was education okay, based. Okay, da, da, okay. Da, da. Replying to it's your fine. Twitter. Taking an hour. Was to get an idea. They're, they both That's have. That's I spend on all. They both have their procrastinational and productive merits. Procrastinational isn't a word I know what that <laughs> is, but they both have merits on different levels. They can both stand. Okay, I think okay. Sort of let's just independent. Think let's big. move independent on, Sammy. Go on then. Let's I don't have this. anything that big. It's not anything like my top fives that I've been doing. Okay, so zero points to Sammy. Mainly, <laughs> mainly okay, because so I've actually had a productive week this week, like I said. But I've got um, so basically my procrastination week is football, and it's kind of in two different forms. So you play football. One foot no. Just football, not playing football. As I said, playing football. It's in two forms. You let me explain. So one no. is helping Tom to pick his last team, last man standing team for the weekend. So he does a helping uh, is a he does word. a thing where everybody uh, gets to pick a team uh, for the weekend. You can't pick the same team twice. Uh, if they win, you go through. If they don't win, you go out. And yeah, I. Tom wanted some uh, advice on what team to pick, so I think I probably spent about half an hour looking at all the fixtures in Premier League and Championship, League One, League Two, trying to pick out the best team. Apparently my advice wasn't good enough. I mean, you picked Newport because it's where you're from, <laughs> and they lost. Bias. Oh. Did yeah. your team actually win? Yeah. Oh, yeah, well they, done. Exactly. Well done, Sammy. Wickham, wasn't it? Yeah. I yeah. told someone that you told me to go Newport, and mm. they laughed. No. Said, never listen to that Nothing again. Nothing wrong with Newport <laughs> County. <laughs> So that was the first form, just kind of going through all the teams, probably about a half an hour of trying to find a team for you. You were kind of involved in that. We could share that and take a point each and leave Hannah with no points. Uh, Anything with a point, that's right. it. <laughs> I think we're going to have to start putting this externally. I don't know how many people will engage, but I think it's getting a bit well, too like competitive, a, poll on a bit Twitter. too biased. Well, yeah, because... I think this is just going to lead to your argument again, that Sammy got three Twitter accounts and you got two. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll have to I'll, have a rule I'll, that you I won't, can't yeah, vote you can't on your vote. Twitter None accounts. None of us can vote. But None of your girlfriends or boyfriends, <laughs> well, not boyfriends, and your girlfriends can vote either. You have a boyfriend. So yeah, like but you. I think he's deleted Twitter and a strop, so we're fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's the first form. That's the first form of football being my procrastination of the week. The second form is football manager game. I've got it as an app on my phone, uh, so I've been playing that quite a lot. Uh, the only times I've really not been doing work in the research house is that, especially at my desk. So I've, I been I've seen you doing some keepy uppies this week. Oh yeah, yeah, football again. Yeah, football's been a nice theme this week. Uh, yeah, I've been doing some keepy uppies, but then 
that was kind of like just to because I felt a bit restless at my desk, wanted to just get up and just move a little bit, at least something, just to I don't know, just take a mini break because I'd been so productive. I felt a bit odd this week, mm-hmm. but football manager. So yeah, I've been playing that a lot. I think I've started this this career that I'm currently doing probably about a week ago, and I'm now in 2026. Uh, so I mean that takes some time. Seven seasons in. Um, I'm currently top of League One uh, with Redditch. So it's a journey from <laughs> journey from the Conference North all the way to League One, top of League One. What do you think? I'll, about upda- that? I'll update you when I win the Champions League Sounds and the Premier League. And Sounds alright, but not worth the point. When no. no, I think we should just share picking the team because you no, picked the team as well. Come on, mine was good. He picked the team as well. Yeah, but he so was it was a. It was hang a on a minute. This you told me off for things that aren't academic related. What do you mean? What? No, are you doing this in your own academic. time? No, I was. At, oh. I was at, he asked me oh, at yeah. the desk. Oh, we were yeah, both okay. at the desk and doing it. Okay, that, that was a bad attempt like by me. <laughs> so I think. Oh come on! That this me and Tom. I think me and Tom oh, get a point. No, there. this isn't fair. That's just ganging up because you've just seen a way that you can gang up on me. I think we should put it to a poll. Shall we try him for the first week? We'll but try. It's poll. We'll see how it goes. If not... If it fails and no one engages right, no, with no, it. No. So if no, if no one engages with it and there isn't like enough of a conclusive vote or high enough numbers to actually get something from it, then me and Tom get a point. No, we'll because decide next week. We'll revisit this. Okay, we'll revisit it. We'll revisit it next week. Next week. <laughs> but for now, we're going to say it's going to go to a poll. It's going to go to you, the listeners. I feel like it's got to have at least like 10 votes, we say. We'll, we'll just we'll go with the flow. Okay, we'll the we'll flow. see how it goes. We'll see where it, what numbers Preferably it gets to. Preferably more than like one or two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll try and get some people. No, no, that's not that's part. No of, recruiting. You're disqualified. No campaigning. If, if so, yeah. No campaigning. Campaigning. We can share it on Twitter, but we can't mm-hmm. try and promote any bias towards our, uh-huh. our pick. Okay, so thank you for listening. If you've made it all the way to the end, that was episode eight of Get the PhD, uh, and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye.